0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Brandon Scoop B. Robinson, senior writer at Heavy.com and the host of the Scoop B. Radio podcast. You know, I got to check out my guy Austin D. Because he's making it happen on Austin D. Radio. Check him out. Thanks for the intro, Scoop. Man, you guys are tuning in to another edition of Austin D. Radio, man. And today, what we got on the rundown is some of the teams are closing their facilities due to COVID-19. The Knicks could possibly trade for Devin Booker or Damian Lillard. Is that facts or foolishness? Former NBA player and champion Kenny Smith is leaning towards younger teams to possibly win the 2019-2020 NBA championship. And five-star center McCord Maker made history this past week. Before we start off the podcast, I have a very... Special person in the studio, man. You, might, you guys might know him from Take a Chance Podcast. Yes, that's right. Mr. Vladimir Cadet. Say what's up to the people, man. What's good, people? How
1: y'all doing out there, man? How you doing? Austin? How's everything going with
0: you? Man, I'm doing good. Vlad, I'm doing good. I'm, you know, I'm hanging on, man. It's, I'm not going to lie. I'm stuck in a house and I'm in a house bored. Hey, but you love to see another day, man. Thank God for that. You're right. You're right, man. You ready to go ahead and get into these topics? All right, man, we're kicking it off, man. So with the COVID-19 making another resurgence within the United States, some of the NBA teams within the league have also closed down some of their facilities, with the Milwaukee Bucks and the Sacramento Kings being the latest to shut down their facilities on Sunday afternoon, with was, was sources told by ESPN. So, Vlad, I'm going to turn it over to you. How worried should Adam Silver be along with the um, the players' safety in trying to navigate this COVID-19 pandemic?
1: should be very worried because I mean Florida's cases keep on rising and rising day by day I don't know where this you know this fight came from but it just keep rising day by day like at first it seemed like the, the logical choice but now it's it's, now it's not it don't really seem like to me honestly do I want a season yeah but you know at what cost you know at the end of the day like I said your health is always more important at the end of the day and you know you don't want none of these you know players catching this virus and transferring it on to the next player or the next player. So I mean at the end of the day your health is more important and I'm I'm starting to like lose faith that we are gonna pick up the NBA season again which starts on July thirtieth. But just what just by looking at these coronavirus coronavirus numbers and you know seeing what's going on, it doesn't seem like, you know, the season will pick back up again. I don't know, maybe it will, maybe it won't, but I'm starting to lose like faith and I'm starting to lose hope. That it will pick back up due to like you know these facilities closing down and and these numbers rising up, so it's just it's just a lot of cons right now. There's not really a lot of pros in this in this situation.
0: To piggyback off of you, Vlad, I'm I'm looking um I'm looking at an article and it's from Tampa Bay WTSP and it was basically saying today that the Florida Department of Health showed the state added another seven thousand three hundred forty-seven newly confirmed cases of the coronavirus um, yesterday. Along with the agency along with the agency, they report another 63 people in Florida had died of COVID-19. While also over the weekend, the state surpassed over 200,000 confirmed cases as of Tuesday, and the state says that 213,000 positive cases have been confirmed within the state of Florida since mid-March. You're, you're right. You're right, Vlad. This is kind of, This is kind of getting scary because we're talking about not only NBA players' lives being on the line, but you're, you're also talking about going to the the epicenter, basically, of of the COVID-19 um, experience right now, the pandemic. So, I I under, I understand uh, where people want closure within the game of basketball. Um, like I said, we, all, we always want to champion when we're talking about, you know, the NBA. We, we want to see that crown jewel. We want to see that crown champion. And this, like I said, this may be LeBron's, um, one of LeBron's best chances to, to win another um, NBA championship, but... At what at what expense does the NBA say, okay, it's time to sh- it's time to shut it down and put health first? And I'm I'm not saying that's what that's not what um Commissioner Adam Silver isn't doing because I clearly believe that's what he's doing. He has one of the the NBA in general has one of the best plans of action um when trying to navigate this. But again, how how do you go about this this situation without without there being some positive cases turning up?
1: end up um, canceling the the season, like I said, I won't even get mad about it because, like I said, at the end of the day, like, your health comes first. Yes, you know, they did play about, like, two-thirds of the season. They was almost done with it. And like you said, I mean, this was really, like, LeBron real shot to, you know, get that that title. But at the end of the day, like I said, like, your health and, you know, the safety comes first. You know, you can't just look at these numbers and ignore them and be like, it's okay. Like, no, it's it's not okay. You have to take that into a factor, into into a consideration. Because from before... You know, when Orlando was the choice, you know it seemed like you know everything was you know steady, like it was okay. But you know, all of a sudden, like I said, what these new spike in the numbers and the, due to the coronavirus cases, it's just like okay, it's just it it seems like we won't really have a season. I mean, even if we do have a season. I, you know, some players are starting to, like, you know, back out of it due to this, due to um the, the numbers jumping up, which I understand, um which I understand that as well, too. Because, honestly, if I was a player, I would be concerned for my health as well, too. Honestly, I would play, but I would still, I would be concerned for my health. So, you know, at the end of the day, like I said, your health comes first. Because, I mean, basketball always going to be, it's bigger than basketball at the end of the day. Basketball going to live on forever, but you only live one life. And... You know, if God forbid if something happens to you, you know, your family members or something like that, then, well, we'll like I said, we'll, what's the cause? At what cost will, you know, would that be for? So, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Like I said, I'm just losing faith every day that the season would come back. I hope it does, but I'm just losing faith every day that that it is going to come back. So, I'm, I'm just holding on to, to false hope right now to be on this.
0: You're right, Vlad. And, right. and to kind of go, go back to the ESPN list with the teams that have, you know, have had positive coronavirus cases, so according to the ESPN report, the Bucks, the Kings, the Denver Nuggets, the Miami Heat, the LA Clippers, and the Brooklyn Nets have all shut down the, the shut down all their facilities. So that's about six or seven teams in total. So, like you said, that's scary. And plus, not to mention the fact that me and you, Vlad, we're in the state of Florida. So it's almost it's it's almost as though we're experiencing it firsthand. And what like like I said um, previously, you know, we are in. The epicenter of where the coronavirus is doing a lot of its damage. That's what I'm saying. It's so close. It's the fact that it's so close to home. That's what just like you know makes it scary about it. And that's yeah. That's what I say.
1: You can't you can't ignore that. Yeah, that's why I, I know Adam Silver is looking at it. And he's like he's probably rethinking it right now, thinking like okay, maybe you know bring the. Seat back isn't such a good idea because I mean at first it sounded like a good idea you know sounded like they, they took their time they planned everything out which was good but now it doesn't seem like a good idea
0: so I don't know it's tough man but anyway moving on to some more serious NBA news Vlad I know you're gonna laugh at this one but according to NBC Sports the New York Knicks have a reported plan of trading for a couple of stars going into next season possibly they're looking at Devin Booker and Damian Lillard, that's right, aka Dame Dollar. So Vlad, let me ask you this: How possible do you see this actually happening or coming to fruition um, within the next within the next future?
1: Okay, I'm gonna be a realist and not an idealist here. For both players right there, I don't see it happening. But the more player that I see happening is Devin. But I don't want Devin to go to New York. I don't. Dame is not gonna leave Portland. I you know, Portland is a,
0: a consistent playoff team Not this year, because, you know, he got hurt mm.
1: And, you know, things didn't really, like, go go their way But Portland is a consistent playoff team But, you know, Devin is, like, the whole Phoenix Suns team we all, we all know that Without Deep Book, I mean, who is like, their next player I mean, Kelly Oubre was having a good season Don't get me wrong, you know, Baines had done, had a decent season himself, too But Deep Book to New York I mean, from Phoenix to New York you're leaving a doo-doo team for a doo-doo team. I mean, I get it that New York is a bigger market, yeah, and whatnot. You know, it's flashier and whatnot, but it's you're leaving a doo-doo team for a doo-doo team, so I don't see it as a win for D-Book. You know, D-Book were to go to New York because, like I said, they ain't going to leave Portland. That's, they're not going to give up Dave. That, that's not happening. And Devin Booker's just, you know, he's still on that big deal that he he had done signed, what, like a year, two years ago?
0: Mm-hmm. So even if you do give him to New York, who do you get for him? I mean, who is it? RJ, Julius Randle, um, what's his name? Frank? Frank
1: Yeah, him. I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. But like, you're going to have to give up, you know, some pieces and some
0: picks. To get Dibuk to New York, so I can't see book going to New York,
1: but I pray that he doesn't go to New York at all. Because like I said, you're going to leave a Doodoo team for a Doodoo team. Like you know, go to a contender or you know a team that at least you know make the postseason here and there. But New York is in shambles right now. New York is not the it's not the place to go to. It, it, it's really not. Like James Dolan just really just messed everything up in New York. So. I mean, the best player is RJ. He does need some help. In my eyes, it's RJ Barrett. I mean, I know he's a rookie. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he does have room to grow. But, I mean, I don't I don't want d going over there, man. I, I don't. His, his his talents is being wasted in Phoenix, and his talents will be wasted in New York. So, I, I don't want that. I don't want
0: that far. See, Vlad, this, this is the way I look at it, right? Dame Dahlem, I I, th- I think that's just fallacy. That's a pipe dream. Um. And I also like to allude that to a tweet that he tweeted out the other day. He basically said, my stance hasn't changed. This is a result of a pandemic and lack of content, LOL. And I totally agree with Damn Dog on that part. Just looking from the outside in, you know, not knowing Dame personally, just looking at him and his personality. Damian Lillard comes across as a loyal type guy, right? From East Oakland, loyal to the soil. So I And he has vehemently said that he wants to win a title in Oakland. Whether he whether he gets the chance to or not, that that's a different discussion, right? But on the other side for Devin Booker, again, I think I think it's a pipe dream, but it's some I believe it's something that can happen. But Vlad, I'm telling you, the Knicks need to get rid of this one cancer, and you probably know where I'm going, James Dolan. That's right, James Dolan in the front office. Vlad, l- looking at this chart um, according to Basketball Reference vlad let me, let me tell you the let me tell you the records that the Knicks went within the past about, about to say the best start of the decade right so 2009 and up okay so in 2009 10 season the Knicks went 29 and 53. following season they went 42 and 40 2011 12 they went 36 and 30. wait hold up they had they did have one 500 plus season where they went 54 and 28 2012 13 that's those are the few seasons where they had mellow 2013 14. They went 37 and 45. 2014 to 15, they went 17 and 65. The following season they went 32 and 50, 31, 51, 29, 53, 2018, 19. They went 17-65. And this following season, where there's you know, like I said, a bit of uncertainty uncertainty surrounding the finish of the season, they so far had a record of 21 and 45. Basically, my point is Vlad. They really only had one season within one, one winning season within the past decade where they went over 500. So if you're talking about if you're talking about trying to go after a free agent, you know as hot as a Devin Booker, I'm sorry, your front your front office needs some work, and that starts with up top with James Dolan. Look, you're you're not winning. Your franchise is in shambles. The one Bryce Watcher did have in Chris Top Chris Tops for Chris he didn't even want to stay there. He requested a trade. And but yet you're looking to trade trade for another superstar. i g I'll give you this. Devin Booker is is in Phoenix where I want to like I said I want to blame him if he's impatient. They had the the third lowest winning percentage within the within the time that he's been there. So like I said, I want to bring I wouldn't blame Devin Booker for wanting out of Phoenix. But to go to New York and the only glimmer of hope that I can see with New York, according to NBC Sports, is that their new their newly elected um, team president, Leon Rose, who used to be the agent of LeBron James back in the day, he did used to represent Devin Booker as well. So if that relationship, if anything that he can, you know, cultivate out of that, um, and possibly trying to bring Devin Booker to New York, that could that could probably work. But outside of that, I. I don't know. that. Like I said, the Knicks are a mess. They have been a mess. And they'll forever be a mess as long as James Dolan is in that front office. As you said, man, I mean, it, and it's even funnier how you brought it up because, you know, when the, the Knicks drafted Christoph
1: Porzingis, the Knicks fans hated that pick. You know, but they seen, the, but as the years went on, they seen that, you know, the promise in Christoph Porzingis and when he got, you know, traded to the Dallas Mavericks, Porzingis was happy himself that he got traded because. Self, 'Cause he was the best, you know, part of that next team. So like I said, I mean, I don't want I don't want that for D Buck, man. I mean D Book seems like, you know, the more possible choice than Dame because you know, like you said, Dame's loyal to the soil. Good song by the way, I'm not gonna lie about it. That was a good song. <laughs> but that was a good song. But yeah, Dame ain't going nowhere. But D Book, I, I don't want D Book to go to New York. He's, he's way too talented to go to New York, man. And he's still young too, like D Book's like what, like twenty four, twenty five?
0: Mm-hmm. Something like
1: that. So, no, nah, man, I don't, want, I don't want that for d I'm not going to say he's going to go to,
0: like, a Lakers or a Warriors, you know,
1: but, you feel me? I mean, we'll take him on the heat. We need another superstar on the team, or he could go to, like, you know, a Milwaukee. I mean, Celtics is already full enough. They're good where they at. But, like, send him to a contender. You know, send him to a place where he can compete for a championship and not be at the bottom of the conference every single year. You know, and then you can't get mad at him for, you know, saying like, oh, so what's the point of us in trading for him? Well, duh, if you don't put the pieces around him, what do you expect? And like you don't point it out, it starts with James Dolan, and that man is stubborn. He is stubborn, man. It starts it starts at the top, so he got to go. In my opinion, I've been said that, that he had to go. I mean, you know, people disagree with me saying, no, I was like, the coaches, you know, the players and whatnot, but no, like, it starts at the top, and Dolan is the problem. I don't know how many, like, I'm going to stick by it. I'm not going to change my mind. I'm, you see how many coaches they ran through in New York? Mm-hmm. They're talking about. I know you've seen a report like they're trying to, like, I, I guess they're interested in Jason Kidd as a coach. Mm-hmm. I don't even think Jason Kidd could resurrect the Knicks, to be honest. I mean, he did he did, fair, he did fairly well with the Bucks for his tenure, but I don't think Kidd could do I don't even think Kidd could help out the Knicks, man. So, it, yeah, Dolan got to go. It, it's
0: time for him to go. You're right, you're right, man. You guys are tuning in to Austin D Radio. That's right. I got Vladimir Cadet in the studio, man. You guys can find him on Take a Chance Podcast. But moving on to our next topic, Vlad. Kenneth Smith, he went on with Jacoby and Jalen Rose the other day. And he basically said that, you know, he's, he's more so banking on younger teams to win the bubble championship, as he so calls it, and not the Lakers or the Clippers. It was in an article by Essentially Sports. So Vlad, let me turn to you with this. Do you agree with Kenny Smith? Um, is there another team, or particularly younger team, that we should be looking out for when we're talking about somebody who could possibly bring home the bubble championship down in Orlando?
1: Mm, I mean, younger team. I'm from, I don't think the Bucks are there yet, but I mean, that's a team to keep an eye out for. The Heat, I would say. You know, the Heat has. You know, they've been they've been making some noise. I'm a Heat fan, so. I could see, I mean, you know, I could see the Heat possibly, you know, at least getting a chance to making it, you know, to the finals coming out the East. Mm-hmm. Um, the Celtics, because of the way that Jason Tatum is playing, Jason Tatum has been absolutely straight
0: balling over there on the, um, in Boston. And the West for me is just really the Lakers and the Clippers, to be honest. I mean, I don't really count the – I don't think that the Rockets are there yet necessarily. I don't really see the Rockets there anytime soon. What, um, what about the Nuggets? Well, Nuggets, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a that's a good pick, yeah, possibly though because they did they, what well, they didn't make it to the um the
1: they lost in the second round last year to the um the Blazers, right? Correct. Oh yeah, they, they did, they did lose in the second round to the Blazers. So the, Blazers. the Nuggets, so the Nuggets could possibly be a, a good um um not the Blazers, the Nuggets could be a, a good team, but other than that, I don't I don't really see no other team. And uh, um, no other young team, really. I mean, I st- I'm still sticking with my late, the Lakers to win the-, the championship this year. That's That's been my pick from the beginning of the season. So I'm not really changing that. They seem like the better, you know, fit team. And before everything had to shut down, they was on the road. Like I said, they still hold the first place in the East. LeBron was having a great season this year with
0: combined with Anthony Davis. And, you know, it seemed like they were finding, you know, their stroke. So mm. I'm sticking with the-, the Lakers to win the championship. But, you know, other than that, no i do really see nobody i really i mean those teams that i name, i've seen them as a possible threat but now i'm sticking with the lakers doing it for me if if i was to choose a younger team outside of the lakers or the clippers to possibly bring home the championship in orlando i was i would possibly say the boston celtics not not the milwaukee bucks for one i think i think jason tatum is definitely taking taking that scores mentality role um up there in boston i think he's I think that, I think that's more so Jason Tatum's team. Um like I said, don't get me wrong, I I, lo- I love me some Kemba Walker, but I think that's more so Jason Tatum's team. Um where he's able to, you know, he's, he's able to put the ball in the basket. He's uh I, I guess I really see Jason Tatum more smooth Paul Pierce um of this generation, right? You know, Paul Pierce was able to score the ball in many many ways, especially that mid-range jumper, and that's a lot of what I see in Jason Tatum. But, looking at some of his stats, according to Basketball Reference, Jason Tatum has increased his scoring average every year that he's been in the league. His rookie year, he averaged 13.9. The following year, he averaged 15.7. And this year, he bumped his scoring average all the way up to 23.6. So, if I'm talking about a young talent who could possibly bring um, their team a championship within the confines of Orlando, I could see Jason Tatum possibly being leading the charge. and um, Surprising a few folks down there in Orlando. That's one thing that that's one thing that I could definitely see as a surprise, maybe. But outside outside of that, I really don't. I really don't. Like you said, I really don't see too many teams outside of the prohibited favorites, as in the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Bucks. Like I, don't, I really don't see. I really don't see that many teams. You know, that that's gonna that's gonna compete with that type of talent, and the star level that you know all those teams have.
1: Exactly. That's, that's exactly what I'm saying. I mean. Those seem like you know the Lakers and the Clippers, like that starts. They're they're both star-studded teams, so it's really hard to you know pick a team like outside of them. I mean, Boston is the most logical choice. I do agree with you on that because you know I mean Tatum has been balling, and it's, it's necessarily his team. It's not Kim, even though you know Kimba you know, Kim is also an All-Star himself, you know. And Gordon is Gordon is slowly coming back to Gordon. Is he's still taking his time, you know? But he's slowly coming back to Gordon. But it's still it's still Jason Tatum's team at the end of the day. You can't ignore that. You know, you have to be on the lookout for number zero. There's no other way around that. But yeah, the Lakers and the Clippers—they're just two. It's just too star study. I mean, how can you ignore LeBron, Kawhi, PG, AD? You know, how can you ignore? How can you ignore that? You couldn't. Know I mean? So it's it's really hard to look at another team when you have those teams. You know, both all, all
0: four of those guys in LA. So yeah, like I said, I, I really can't. I, I can't see that. Not right now. Probably next year. But mm-hmm. as of right now, no, nah, I'm still sticking with my same pick. I am. And again, to go, and again, to go back to the article, what what Kenny Smith did say word for it is that to me, the guys who have who have had the access throughout the past three months have a clear advantage. I go for the younger teams. I go for Milwaukee, Denver, Boston. Those teams who are young and experienced. Smith said those guys they train differently to get ready get more ready than LeBron. LeBron's team simply rising and ascend throughout the year. So, you know, I, I see where Kenny Smith is coming from, but um, in all totality, I do think playoff experience does play a factor. And exactly. and not to be biased, but I do think LeBron's gonna bring home that that fourth championship down in uh down in L A. Man, that's the way I say he's gonna he's gonna bring it back to the West Coast. He gonna he gonna do it for Kobe. He gonna do it for Kobe. At least you, you got no choice, man. You,
1: not, that's, that just gives you extra motivation. Kobe like from even before you know Kobe passed, passed away like God bless you so I still picked him but you know when, when that, that tragedy had done happened I was like yeah you have no other choice but, but to win it for Kobe there's no absolutely no way around it I mean you have to do what you gotta do at the end of the day if it goes to game 7 it goes to game 7 but just make sure that you know you bring that chip back home man bring it back to LA cause they haven't you know once since they won in
0: 2010 I believe correct that was, was over Boston yeah
1: that was over Boston. yup, that's not that. Kobe. The Kobe had no one. So that was a decade ago. So bring it back over there, man. That'll be a, there'll be a lot to the city. You know, it mean a lot to the fans, and mm-hmm. it'll be it'll help out LeBron's legacy too. At the end of
0: the day, but we'll we'll just have to wait and see what happens. You're right. You're right. But man, transitioning into our last topic of the day, Vlad. I, I think we're both gonna be happy about this one. But McCour Maker, the cousin of NBA basketball player Thornmaker, Maker, has. Officially committed to Howard University committed last Friday and in a tweet that he put out, he said, I was the first to announce my visit to Howard and others started the what if I need to make the HBCU movement real so that others will follow. I hope I inspire guys like Mikey Williams to join me on this journey. I'm committing to Howard U and coach Kenny Blantley. Hashtag maker mob. Vlad, how big is this move? For the HBCU culture and HBCU sports for the foreseeable future. This
1: right here is a big, big, big deal. Like, first off, like I'm gonna give all some facts and just correct me if I'm wrong because I mean I don't really remember the information too well. Mm -hmm. So first off, this kid is a five star. That's that's number one.
0: This kid is a five star recruit. Number two, you feel me? And his um his Twitter post, he said that he was choosing between Howard. UCLA, Kentucky, and Memphis. I think I think those were the, the four schools, right? Correct. So the, that's number two.
1: Number three, out of those three PWIs, those big illustrious schools, you know, especially between UCLA and Kentucky, you choose a HBCU, you choose to go to Howard. Now you know that's why you know and, you know most people are going to look at it as like it's just a kid committing to a college, just whatever. No, it's not whatever. It's a big deal because HBCUs don't get as much exposures as these big illustrious other schools. Like, take for instance, FAM and FSU. FSU and what when you think about Tallahassee, what you think about? You think about FSU because they're a bigger school. They get broadcasted more. Their games are more on ESPN and whatnot. And I understand, you feel me? It's, it's FSU. Compared to us, you know, we're, we're an HBCU. We're in historically black college. We don't really get televised games like that. You know, we don't really have that much, you know, attraction, you know, coming in, unless if it's like own come in or if it's like fam versus BCU, you know, like a rivalry game. But the fact that this kid, he took it, you know. He committed to an HBCU over those over those other colleges. It honestly says a lot for the future for these upcoming, you know, high school athletes coming after him. Because I don't knock it like I'm just gonna put it out there. I don't knock anybody down if you want to go to Alabama, a Florida, a Duke, a Kansas, Kentucky. You got to do what's best for you, and you got to make you know you I feel me. Mean, pick the right, you know, make that right decision that's best for you and your family. But. I would suggest, you know, these athletes to explore your options because what if you don't get that full ride? You feel me? Or mm. what if you just get half the full ride and then you got to pay the rest out of the pocket? Or what if you got to walk on? Like, you know, like, you're not always going to get a full ride to these big, illustrious schools unless if you're like, you know, like him who's a five-star recruit or Mikey or, you know, LeBron James' um, son when his time come or, you know, you feel me? These type of, you know, athletes, they're going to, you know, you feel me, they're going to make headlines and headaways. But, you know, these, to these other athletes out there, these good athletes as well, explore your options. Like, look at an HBCU. It's still a college at the end of the day. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. You feel me? And there's, you know, there's been people to come out of the HBCU to make it to the league. And it's a win-win for both people because if you go to an HBCU, you bring more attraction and more, you know, people to come see you guys at the game, so it won't be just you. Yes, you'll be the bigger headline, but you're helping your teammates out because, you know, what if the NBA scout is in the stands? Of course they're going to look at you because you're the biggest headline, but they're going to, if your teammates are showing out, they're going to have to put them on their, you know, on their paper. Like, hmm, this kid is actually, you know, pretty interesting. And like I said, it it helps out for us too, you know, for us students and us fans because to have a big star recruit, Come on campus and, you know, to, you feel me, come pack out, you know, like, for instance, like an outlaw thing. you know, like the Brandon Memorial Stadium. You know how big that would be? Like, that would be so huge for, like, you know, for fam. So I salute him for going to Howard. He said that Howard, you know, was the best choice for him. They treated him like family. And that's the, that's the most important thing. Like, you know, treat a person like family. Make them feel comfortable, you know. It doesn't have to be forced. Or anything like that, but the fact, like I said, he chose Howard over those schools right there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really
0: big in my eyes. It's, it's really big. Like he really explored his options. He took his time, man. He made he, he made the right choice. And Vlad, I wanted I wanted to touch on one particular point before I before I go um and get my stance on it. You did you did mention you know how how there have been HBCU players to make it to the league before um no matter what league. Uh, let's look at Jerry Rice. Let's look at Shannon Sharp. Let's True. look. Yep. And let's also look at one of the latest um, NBA players that reached the NBA who came from HBCU and Kyle O'Quinn who went to Norfolk State. Um, He was drafted in 2012, if I'm not mistaken. And the way I'm I'm looking at this, this, this is epic and it's very big. And also, I believe this will definitely have a domino effect because I was reading this article by The Spun and it was basically describing how, you know, Bronny James and the colleges that you no know, plan that are planning on recruiting them. And within this article, I found that North Carolina Central, yes, at HBCU, historically black college and university, has the, the leading odds to land Bronny James right now. And when we're looking when we're looking at North Carolina Central, right, head coach Lavelle Lavelle Moton, right? Let's let's see. This man has made multiple NCAA tournament appearances. He's won multiple MIAC tournament championships, and he has led his team in the in the twenty sixteen seventeen season to a twenty five and nine record with a thirteen and three record within the conference within the MIAC. So, Vlad, if if we're if we're talking if we're talking about you know it, I don't like I said I really don't care which HBCU these kids go to, preferably FAMU. Yes, I'm a graduate. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> just, you know, just, just, just 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 a little advertisement. Everybody. <laughs> You're right, you're right, just a little advertisement. Nothing uh, bad about a shameless plug. But like I said, I really don't care which HBCU these kids go to. All I care about is them making a mark on the game and choosing an HBCU, giving back to the community, and giving that money so it could be so it can be re-entered within within the black community, especially HBCUs. And Vlad, not gonna lie. This this movement is really picking up steam because like my man Mikey Williams said, he's gonna—he's about to make some people mad. He really is. We he's serious. I was like, yeah, that, he's, he's going to an
1: HBCU. He, he, he just confirmed it.
0: He, he's, he's definitely serious about atten- attending an HBCU. I think he's going to attend an HBCU. What's up, y'all? It's your boy Austin D here. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of Austin D Radio. If you guys would like to catch up on any previous episodes, you guys can find it on your Apple podcast app. All you got to do is type in Austin D Radio. You guys can also follow me on Instagram at underscore just Austin D. And remember, Austin D Radio is home of all trending NBA news.